This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. And I'm Melissa Moretti. And we have the ladies from Scout out of Calgary, Lori and Larray, joining us again to tell us everything that's going on. Our guests may remember, our listeners may remember, we had them on probably about a year ago, but lots has happened in Calgary since then. If you remember, we had Frank O'Brien on from the Western Investor. They picked it as, as their top market for 2024 or 2023, sorry. On our top five list of best markets, we put it on there. It's been a roller coaster ride of activity over there. So we're having the ladies on to tell us everything that's going on over there. So we're very excited to have them back. Before we talk about that, our listeners may remember a few episodes back there, you were talking all about country concerts and all that stuff. (laughs) I dragged Adam to the Luke Combs concert with his wife. And I don't know if we won him over as a country fan yet or not. He He was into it. You say I'm, I'm your favorite co-host, but you invited Adam to the country concert. You know what it was? I called you five times right. in a row, but your phone kept going to voicemail. I, I thought you were out of service. Very busy. Very you, busy. You know, you tell me all the time you guys go away all the time. You go to right. California. Right. Like, I didn't know where in the globe you were. Right. Adam, I knew, has no friends. So he <laughs> Right? He's got two kids. He's stuck at home. I knew he was a sure bet. So I called him up. Uh, him and his wife joined us. For the show. So I, I think he liked it. Really? I think so. I don't know. He was kind of hanging out towards the back of the box. Okay. Not the front of the box where you can kind of see the show. He was kind of hanging out the back. where <laughs> In the corner. The hot dogs and the wings were. Yeah. So I, I can't say for sure he loved it. But okay. nevertheless, we got him to a country concert. It's one and we're going to drag him to another one, I'm sure. The next one. Nickelback. Is that country? No. Nickelback's everything. Okay. Nickelback is right. that. It doesn't matter what genre you listen to. I can't to. believe I Nickel. just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I know how I bet desperate you are to find tickets for their June <laughs> concert in Vancouver that's been sold out since day one. Right. I, I know. I, they, they probably could have done five, maybe 10 consecutive sellouts. But this is the one thing you got to look at from Nickelback's perspective. They're putting the economy first. Because if Nickelback came here and sold out 10 consecutive days at Rogers Arena, the city would shut down. They're really for the people. The, the, a band for the people. They're band putting the, the economy First, there's some challenges out there in the economy around the world. They're putting them first. They're bringing the music to the people. And instead of, like I said, 10 sellout nights, which easy, they probably could have done BC Place 10 times. They're putting Vancouver's economy ahead of everything else. So we got to appreciate that. We got to thank Nickelback for that. You look stunned. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's get to our interview today with Lori and LeRae from Scout out in Calgary. I'm excited to hear about the Calgary market. Enjoy, guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial, John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's Impact Commercial. 
All right, so we're here today with Lori Suba and Lorraine Spindler, the ladies of Scout Real Estate out there in Calgary. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. How's today? Oh, we're great. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be back on the podcast. Well, for those who maybe didn't listen to your first episode, can you guys tell us more about yourselves and also Scout Real Estate? Sure, of course. So I'll start first. Uh, my name is Lori Suba. I'm president and broker over at Scout Real Estate. Uh, I have about 20 years this year, which is hard to believe, uh, of expertise, leasing expertise in the Calgary market. My focus is predominantly on the office sector. So the bulk of my career, I spent downtown in downtown Calgary. And now these days, you'll find me suburban office, downtown Calgary, pretty much all over the place. But that's, <laughs> uh, that's me. Uh, Scout Real Estate, we actually launched Scout in the, what we thought was the middle of the pandemic. It turned out to be kind of the beginning. So it, you know, uh, like hindsight is is twenty twenty, but we started the the company in July of twenty twenty. We're a boutique real estate firm specializing in the office and industrial markets. And mm-hmm. maybe I'll pass the torch over to Lorraine to fill you in on fill everyone in on what she does. Yeah. So uh, my name is Lorraine Sindler, and I'm vice president and associate here at Scout Real Estate. And my focus is primarily on the industrial side with some suburban office in in there. And I'm at, I'm at about 15 or yeah, 15 or 16 years or so mm-hmm. uh, experience now and also spent time on the landlord side. So I've got a different background, spent a number of years working for a national publicly traded REIT and a developer of industrial assets. So different perspective there to offer clients. But yeah, we work, we, we, we do both tenant reps as well as helping landlord clients solve, uh, solve some vacancies that they may have. So yeah. And just to quick plug too, we also have our own podcast. So we sure do. Lorraine and I co-host a podcast called Leasing Out Loud. And we specialize in uh, market trends in the Calgary, Alberta area, uh, talking about all things commercial real estate. So that's another little plug for the listeners. And I will say I do subscribe and I do listen to your podcast and it's excellent. So I'd encourage anyone who who wants to find out more about the Calgary market to definitely make (laughs) sure they put that on their list. Ladies, we've over here in BC, I've heard so much about Calgary and even publications like the Western Investor, which is uh, you know a Western, you know, BC and Alberta based publication, but centra- centralized here in BC. They had picked Calgary as one of the top markets this year. A lot of developers over here that develop in both provinces. There's a lot of chatter about you know Calgary primarily in Alberta. Can you maybe just give us just a brief high level overview? What's transpired in the past year there that maybe seems like Calgary? Although it was on an upward trend, it seems like it's got a, a world of momentum going right now. You know, we do. Maybe I'll let Lorraine kind of start things off on the industrial side because that has been a really you know key asset class for tremendous growth in the Calgary market mm-hmm. over the last year. And we are seeing a lot of our Vancouver developer friends arrive on the scene in Calgary or express some interest potentially in the Calgary market. So we do we do see that uh, from other markets. So maybe let's talk first about industrial. Absolutely. And you know, it is coming off of you know a record year in 2022. That was certainly a record year for Calgary. And really we've had quite a a strong market for going on about two and a half years now. You know, our first quarter 2023 numbers it, the the absorption and deal momentum has cooled off a little bit. However, so it's the lowest quarter we've seen in about two years. 
However, you know, for historical Calgary activity, it's still strong overall. You know, we still have about 5 million or so square feet under construction with about, you know, a good 25, 35% of that product has already been pre-leased. So our vacancy rates are, are still sitting around 2 2.5%. And, you know, don't expect uh, these to creep up much more. You know, we are expecting a bit less of absorption overall this year compared to the record last year. And, you know, very recently have seen um, a bit of a slowdown in the really, uh, the large format kind of big box warehousing, you know, the deals where you're talking quarter million square feet or half a million square feet. We are seeing a slowdown of that. So it, it has some groups, you know, checking and, and just kind of looking at, okay, uh, where do we sit and like what is coming on stream? So I would say it's, it's a touch different than last year where it was just the demand kept going and there was no end in sight where it's like, it's just a touch cooler this year. Still overall, low vacancy, still demand. There's still rent growth, largely has to do with in part, obviously the the supply matched to demand, but also construction costs, you know, have, have increased the rates all around. And so even on the older product with the rate growth and new construction, it's, it's continuing to drive up the rent on all products, all generations of the industrial buildings. But yeah, I think, I think it, it will just be a touch cooler than, you know, the record year last year, at least that's uh, our prediction. Here. Now, is there any yeah. area that, like, the, the Balzac area is one area that comes to mind that we hear a lot about. Is there any particular areas where this growth is maybe amplified right now or sort of an industrial hub is just turning to that much more of a prominent industrial hub? Yes. Well, that that is the number one area that has seen, uh, even over the last, you know, five years, that has seen the largest growth in construction. Uh, you know, there's a tax benefit. There's a property tax benefit up in that area being in Rocky View County compared to city of Calgary. So it has attracted a lot of industrial development over the last um, five to seven years. Um, and very much in the last couple of years has driven a lot of the growth. There's areas east of the city. There's, you know, frontier industrial. There's some other parks uh, along the ring road, you know, with close proximity to the ring road on the east side of the city and trending towards the southeast side of the city that are seeing more growth and, and spurring up new industrial developments down there. So we'll continue to see uh, more parks, you know, being developed down in the east and southeast side of Calgary as well, because there still is a tax advantage down there. So Balzac has seen the, the most growth, I, I think, in part too, because our airport is in northeast Calgary. So, you know, the southeast is seeing the development you know, along the ring road, they are still in close proximity to the airport, but Balzac is even closer. So I think we'll still see a slight difference in the momentum of both of those areas, considering that most of the demand has been, you know, warehouse distribution logistics and often proximity to the airport is an important consideration. The other factor that we saw an announcement um, about a couple of months ago here now was with the CN um, intermodal yard. And so there was a new expansion announced, and that'll be delivered in about the third quarter of 2024. And that is a new project that will 
transform supply chain, specifically with the route between Calgary and the ports of Vancouver and the port of Prince Rupert. So that was a major investment. That was great news for the city and area and province as well. Um, And I think that also just really solidified the confidence in Calgary and our geographic location that will continue to be a leader really in investment for industrial, you know, specific to warehouse and logistics, you know, quite simply because of our location. So that's a major project that was great to see and that'll be underway. And I think it's the, the confidence is there, I think, from investors. In the market. And from a lease rate standpoint, what do, what do industrial lease rates command in the, say, the Balzac area as an example, which is where a lot of the growth is? What type of lease rates would I be looking for when I'm going to that marketplace if I was, say, an investor potentially looking to come in or a tenant walking into that space? Yes. So some of it depends on your, your size range. But to give you an example, if you're, say, a mid-bay tenant, say you're 25,000 square feet or so, you're in the low double digits now. And, you know, to get to be the high single digits, you probably need to be in that 50,000 or more, or even around the 100,000 square feet or more. The other thing we're seeing is we've specifically in Balzac, we've had a REIT actually become a developer out there. So most of the developers we've seen have been, you know, some of the groups say Hopewell is a big developer up there, high field investments. But Dream Industrial REIT is a group that bought land and they have, they are undertaking their first new construction development project in Calgary um, or Alberta for that matter in industrial. And one thing, they are a REIT that has been, they're 3 million square feet in Calgary. They have been highly successful in continuing to have virtually no vacancy in Calgary. And we've found the REITs are bullish on well, and, and for the most part, achieving 3% annual increases, you know, regardless, like even if it's a 10-year deal on older products, they are achieving 3% annual increases virtually across the board, regardless of the starting net rent. So that's one we're seeing as well. So on, on the new construction as well. So, you know, you could be starting in the high single digits or low double digits, but also expect quite significant increases over the term. Wow. No, that sounds like a, like an appealing marketplace. Now, Obviously, industrial has been kind of a leader in the Alberta marketplace. It seems like both in Edmonton and Calgary, you ladies also have a strong focus in office. And there's a lot, you know, you, you watch the news right now. And obviously, the American economy is different than here. But there's a lot of news about the office market. And clearly, Calgary has had its challenges over the years with the the collapse of the gas market and stuff like that. I know there's some great programs that are put forward that have got a lot of national attention that we'll talk about in a second here. But maybe, Laurie... Overall, how is the office market there? Like we know there's conversion programs going on that we'll talk about, but the overall office tenancies, are they, is there the subleasing going on that maybe we're seeing over here in BC right now? Is vacancies hovering up down? I'll let you kind of let us know more what's what's going on. For sure. Yeah, I wish I could say that the office market was as hot as uh, the industrial market in Calgary. It's kind of like a tale of two cities. So we have an incredibly robust, you know, hype market on the industrial side. As you mentioned, the Calgary office market has been challenged and it's been challenged for some time. So it was it was challenged pre-COVID as a result of commodity prices in the oil and gas sector. You know, we we have been in recovery mode for some time. I would say we're still in recovery mode and we will be in recovery mode for the next number of years. This is not 
you know, something that's going to be a quick fix, unfortunately. Uh, you look at what's happening in terms of, you know, remote work, uh, hybrid work, what impact does that have on space utilization? These are trends that all our office markets across the world are, you know, working through and trying to understand, you know, what those implications would be. I can share, you know, downtown, we are still north of 30% vacant. You know, we've on the positive, we've had the last three quarters. So Q3, Q4, and Q1, they were positive. So, I mean, that's the good news story, I guess you could say, is that we're starting to climb out. The positive is that we are seeing, you know, the energy sector, CapEx spending returning, which is good, but they're cautiously optimistic. I mean, we've been through this before. The roller coaster of Calgary is a real thing on the office market. Got to have an iron stomach. I talked about that the last time. So, you know, there's up, there's also downs. And so we've been in the down cycle for some time. Um, suburban market on the office side, we actually have a record high uh, vacancy level on the suburban office market. We're sitting at 26%, around 26, 25% overall. And we're starting to see some migration from the suburban nodes into the downtown core. So as you can appreciate with 30% vacancy downtown, there's some deals to be had. So, and it's interesting, actually, even within the downtown core, we kind of have two different trends that are happening. We've had a massive flight to quality with, uh, you know, groups moving out of our West End B and C class assets into the better quality buildings with lots of amenities to try to attract office workers to come back and get them back in their seats. But with that, we've seen, so we have, you know, a lot of vacancy on the the, the West End, B and C's, and uh, quite aggressive deal structures there. And we're actually seeing some rent increases in the better quality buildings as a result of that increase in demand. So we have rents rising in some, rents falling in others. And it makes for an interesting dynamic downtown. Is there any one sector or industry that's maybe driving that office market there when you talk about the rental increases and the flight to quality where some of these B and C type office tenants have now managed to get into A? Is there any one industry? Like over here as an example in Vancouver, we were very fortunate that during the pandemic, I mean, the tech companies were growing out of control and I'm literally gobbling up office space, which kind of stabilized our market. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of tech layoffs around the board. That there's a lot of subleases <laughs> there. So, they were seeing that yeah. We were hopeful. Mm-hmm. We were really hopeful, Corey, that the tech would be, you know, a bright spot for Calgary. Yeah. And as you mentioned, and like they've sort of called it the global kind of t- downturn in that market, it's not really panning out. We're still an oil and gas uh, town. We're, we're commodity-based. So, you know, predominantly it's the tenants that are in our downtown car are oil and gas or some ancillary support to the oil and gas sector, whether that be engineering, oil and gas service companies, suppliers, things of that nature. So we're still very much tied to the oil and gas sector. We did see some tech, some you know, some bright spots with tech, and and we're hopeful, but we're really they're not really moving the needle. And you know, historically, the big swings in growth for Calgary have been tied to the oil sands development, and you know, and that. And those big swings, those oil and oil sands groups were taking down, you know, hundreds of thousands of square feet at a time and had, you know, significant engineering requirements that required a lot of people uh, and manpower to to support. So uh, without those happening, you know, unfortunately, that's been a big, that was a big driver in our market. 
Uh, we're starting to see some CapEx spending return, but nowhere near uh, where we were before. So we talked a little bit, or sorry, I mentioned there before we kind of got into this the uh, the office market there about some conversion programs that have been brought forward by the local government. Mm-hmm. They are trying to convert maybe some of this office space that maybe isn't being isn't being underutilized. And, and maybe I'll let you ladies sort of tell us more about that. But I know it's getting international news now. Can you tell us more, maybe more what this conversion program is and maybe the success or lack thereof it's had so far? Totally. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know if, if uh, listeners caught this, but we actually made it into the Washington Post and they were talking about Calgary and what they're doing being an example to other markets which, hey, that's great press mm-hmm. for us. Time is going to tell about whether or not it's successful. So I thought it was, while it was great to see that kind of press for our city, we're still a work in progress. So the I'll give you a just sort of back up and give you the cold notes. The city of Calgary established a goal to try to remove 6 million square feet from our inventory. Our inventory downtown covers around 43 million square feet. So they wanted to try to convert some of these buildings that were exceptionally challenged in terms of occupancy levels uh, more residential. And for those that are not familiar with our city, we're very much spread out. We don't have a lot of people living in our downtown core. We have a lot of the folks living out in the burbs. Everyone would always commute downtown. Downtown was a central region that could be serviced uh, by all quadrants of the city. And so it's really changing, trying to change the downtown because we notoriously at the end of the workday Everyone clears out uh, and there's nobody left. There's no, there's not really a lot of retail down there. There's, as you can imagine, more crime potentially because there's just not people around. And so they're trying to change that dynamic and kind of breathe some new life into the downtown core. So they want to remove 6 million square feet from inventory. Their incentive program is attractive. So they are offering up developers $75 per square foot to convert uh, some of these developments up to a max of $15 million per project. And so far, 1.25 million square feet has been confirmed for conversion. And the city dedicated about $450 million in grants. Wow. But we expect it could be closer to a $1 billion investment to try to meet that goal. So I would say we are seeing some positive momentum. Some of these buildings that are had have been challenged for years, they are going ahead with these conversions. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So we, we're on the right track, I think. Certainly not a silver bullet solution for downtown Calgary's office you know, challenges, but I think it is a move in the right direction. So we are start, starting to see some good traction on that front. You mentioned there not a lot of people live in the downtown core. In Vancouver, and I get an, I'm just probably pulling numbers out of the air here, I'm going to guess it's probably 70%, <laughs> say, residential hotels versus 30% office space. So even during the pandemic, when the offices were were almost empty, there was still somewhat vibrant commute things going on just because of the amount of people that live down there. Now, again, Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, you know, it's, it's almost its own little island where you've got so many things you can draw people in. Is there a market for people to live downtown Calgary or is there demand for that market for people to live downtown Calgary? This is the ultimate debate, Corey. So this is where I say, you know, I appreciate the headline in the Washington Post. Time is going to tell about what this is going to be. Uh, I know a lot of the redevelopment, repositioning of these assets. It's really targeting, you know, more cost-effective options for rentals, so lower, lower income, lower cost rentals. 
Uh, I would say what, you know, do we have the infrastructure in terms of the retail to support that downtown? Questionable. Do we have, uh, have we thought through some of the traffic implications of what that might mean? Questionable. What, you know, what is that going to look like in terms of the, the mix downtown? Questionable. And so, you know, there's, we're still, as I said, in my view, we're still a work in progress. They need to work through some of these conversions and I think learn uh, as we go in terms of what might be missing uh, and what we can do to further attract people into the downtown core. It'll be interesting to see if Calgarians will give up their cars. That is the one that has always been a biggie for Calgary. As you might know, we have crazy high parking costs in the downtown core, like one of the top three in North America for parking costs. And that still is the case. Calgarians love the, to drive. They love their cars. Less inclined to take public transit. They like their big suburban homes. And prices relative to other markets allow us to have those homes. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next number of years. It's going to be something to watch. Well, we can probably help that. We'll take uh, some past mayors here in Vancouver that will just turn all your streets into bike lanes, whether you want to or not. So they just eliminate the cars that way. Oh, oh we have those. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. So now one thing that's sort of worked in the downtown core, and again, I've, I've read a lot about this and I'll be honest with you, I don't know where it's at or where it's been. There's been a lot of talk about a new entertainment district around a new arena for the Calgary Flames and stuff like that. Right. Has that sort of made momentum? Right. Because that seems to be something that other cities have been successful building around or trying to build around is an entertainment district. Is, can you maybe just sort of let us know where, whereabouts is that at? Yeah, so that was just recently approved, and we are optimistic. Just like you know, Edmonton with their ice district, that exactly. was tremendous yeah. for their city, and that's been that's been something that has been a challenge in Calgary for some time. So I think you know, I would say optimistic. There's optimism around that. There's some really cool developments happening or planned around that to kind of change that whole area, which is needed. So I mean, I think overall. This is going to be a good a good move for Calgary. And plus, then we can get the concerts that Edmonton is getting back right now. And we've had about enough of this. So uh, <laughs> nobody likes to drive on the QE2 to Edmonton to go to a concert. So, you know, we need to fix that and remedy yeah. that problem. So uh, I think overall, you know, it's going to help, do nothing but help our uh, market downtown and improve and get people living downtown and, get yeah. and, and revive uh, some of these areas. Because like I mentioned... There is and has been historically the mass exodus out of the core. Nobody wants to hang there. Uh, I know what Vancouver's like, and it's a completely different vibe. And so I think we need to change the story in Calgary. And and they are changing. Well, I remember, too, when they were building, uh, which is now Rogers Arenas, when they first built it was GM Place. And they were building it in the downtown area. Right. And there's a lot of questions around, are people going to go downtown to watch a hockey game? And then... That obviously a lot of businesses and a lot of a lot of atmosphere was built around that. Obviously, we've had a tremendous amount of growth in condos there. And that's not maybe the specific thing it did, but it definitely complemented it and made it a lot easier when you had the entertainment district that came in that the Yale Town kind of spawned off of and all of that stuff. So I think there's definitely other precedences out there that maybe Calgary will look towards that will probably help better that. Ladies, I guess this is a final question. There's been so much, like I said, so much hype we've heard about Calgary, I'm going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball. And just so you know, everything you say here, we hold you to it, to a T. Where <laughs> is Calgary, say, three to five years from now from a commercial real estate standpoint? 
oh my goodness. And we are going to hold us to it. No questions asked. We're going to fact check everything you say as well. No questions asked. It's on record. Uh, You know what? I think I think overall, Calgary is an incredibly entrepreneurial market. We have incredible talent here. We have a very young uh, workforce, very highly educated. And so I am an opportunistic, optimistic person. I have to be. We talked about this in the past. You cannot be an office broker in Calgary if you're not optimistic or you won't make it through. So I think, uh, you know, call it three to five years. We're going to see more con- the conversions. Uh, we're going to see more people living and working and playing in the downtown core. I think we're going to see a recovery in terms of some of the record high vacancy levels that we've seen. And you know, we're going to change that that viewpoint in terms of you know that mass exodus out of the downtown core for Calgary. And you know, we will be a hub. And so I think over time. As I mentioned, we have an incredibly educated entrepreneurial labor market. And I think when you have that in place, that's a recipe for success. So in my view, I think we're going to go up, up, up in terms of Calgary. So Mm -hmm. that's that's the office. The office, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for industrial, I think we still have, we continue to have net migration to our city. I think it's a... We have a high quality of living mm-hmm. here and it's a desirable place to live. And we have people continuing to move here um, also for affordability of residential. We're still affordable, even mm-hmm. though uh, for Calgarians, they, they see the prices and they're like, stop, stop. But, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's still affordable here. So the, the growing of our city and province with net migration also continues to add demand to services needed to service the population and the goods produced here or brought in here for those groups. So, uh, and our geographic location. So I'm optimistic on industrial as well. I think this year, I think we've kind of recently, I think development has caught up with the significant jump in demand for warehousing and e-commerce solutions and logistics that was created through COVID. I think we've kind of, we're catching up, if not kind of caught up. But I think we, the size of our industrial market and our geographic location and the confidence of investment here, I, I think we're going to be still quite stable. I don't think we're going to see vacancy, you know, um, increase significantly, you know, with the construction projects coming on, you know, even for three to five years ahead. And I, I think we've set a new benchmark for. Uh, rental rates, because overall, I, I think, you know, the, the companies that are paying it here, uh, there's been that stress test and, you know, uh, you know, most groups can pay it. We're still very affordable compared to Vancouver and Toronto for um, a lot of national and international groups that need warehousing. You know, they might see our $10 a square foot, you know, for uh, 200,000 square feet, and they say, we'll sign it up all day long. Like, my gosh, compared to those two markets, we're still a bit of a steal of a deal. So, yeah, I, I think all signs are still pointing to attractive. And I don't think I, I don't think we're going to have the record year or kind of the growth we saw last year. But I think it remains a stable um, economy and environment for continued investment. And I think it's going to perform well. Well, I know over here, I can tell you a lot of clients that probably work interprovincial, 
Calgary is very high on a lot of people's list right now. And there's been a lot of people that have looked to that market. So I, uh, I tend to agree with what I've seen, although my expertise is pales in compared to yours. For what we've seen and followed over here, it definitely seems like a market that's up and up, which is great to see. Ladies, before we leave you guys, we have our six pack of lighthearted questions that we got to ask you before you leave. Do you have just a couple more minutes for us? Right. Of course, and I yes, I okay. forgot about. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. okay. We 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 let nobody off the hook. This is <laughs> this is what everyone hangs on to the, for the end here. <laughs> the six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. First question up for you ladies, favorite restaurant or bar? And it can be in Calgary. It could be anywhere. Your choice. Oh, my favorite restaurant is in Calgary and it is the River Cafe. And interestingly, in McLean's, I noticed that it just got like top restaurant was noted in McLean's magazine. So oh, wow. yeah, I would say River Cafe is mine. Happy Beat, if you're in the Calgary area, come check it out. That's a beautiful spot, Lori. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it, it, this is just one. I've recently moved you know, um, on a personal level. And there's a, there's a restaurant that's near my new house called Fourth Spot. And I'd say it's my current favorite both for like proximity to <laughs> the new house. They have a wonderful patio. Um, we love it there and great food. So that's my current favorite. There you go. Yeah. Subject to change. Yes. Yeah. Next question. You've unfortunately found yourself on death row. What's your last meal? Oh, the last time I gave you this answer, I, you guys caught me off guard and I said it was pizza. And I feel like that is not the truth. I can't say pizza. <laughs> Death Row. I'm going to go with a spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye with oh. extra pickles. Oh, wow. oh, we haven't had that one before. Mm. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. There's a new Popeye's that opened in Coquitlam out here that I've always driven by. And I always thought, should I try? Should I not try? Oh. But I think I'm going to be tempted to try it this weekend it's now. Corey's going to have sandwich. that for breakfast. Well, <laughs> it, it had the lineup. Remember, there was like people fighting over chicken yeah. sandwiches, you guys? I remember that. Really? Nope. There's my dinner tonight. Um, okay, and here's one that is is not a chain. It's it's a restaurant, a new, newer restaurant in Calgary called Surfy Surfy. Mm. So for anyone local here, or if any anyone from Vancouver is traveling here, they've got this bowl. They call it like a night market bowl, and it's a bit of a fusion between Polynesian cuisine and Thai. I don't know how else to describe it, but I will tell you, it's flipping delicious. So Off the chart right now, I'd say like that. That's what comes to mind. I would want that. On death row. On death row. It's really, <laughs> it's really good. If you were on death row, we would come get you. So you're, you're going to be totally fine. <laughs> okay, good. Favorite band or musician? So I know we asked this last time, and sometimes people's choices change, but favorite band or musician? Um, okay, I'll tell you what I'm listening to the most these days, and it would be uh, the, the Spotify Calvin Harris mix. Oh, Ooh, that sounds... So I love that. Like Calvin Harris or Like It. Okay. And it's like, yeah, oh. highly recommend it. I'm just, maybe it's the summer weather too, but it's all, it's like the beat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm listening to the beat. Good like choice. Okay. And I'm, 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 I'm on a T-Swift kick. 
pick right now. Oh. T Swift for me. And T Swift for the listeners is Much Taylor to my Swift. Horror. Is it Taylor Swift? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Okay. Yeah, my, my teenage boys are grimacing right now. <laughs> so, you know, you now, is Taylor Swift coming to Calgary? Is she on a? I know she's on a tour right now. I don't know. I don't think she's coming to Vancouver. Edmonton. Though. Edmonton. See, uh, ah. To my point earlier, she's going mm-hmm. to Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll t- I will. I will tell you this. I was fortunate. I attended the Luke Combs concert uh, here in BC Place not too last week. And I met a gentleman at the restaurant and he was from Edmonton and he was telling me about Luke Combs in Edmonton. The tickets were far pricier there than they were in Vancouver. Oh. So now is Calgary's, oh. I guess in Edmonton, I guess he was playing probably where the, the Eskimo Elks play, the Edmonton Elks play. Do people not, do you, they mm. not, does Taylor, would Taylor Swift not come to the Calgary football arena? No, no. no. Oh, our, oh, no. Okay. no, the football arena is. No, nope. it's like next level bad. Okay. So no, right. he's not coming to McMahon. All right. He's not coming to right, I was trying for you guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> next question. You are drunk at a bar. What song are you singing karaoke to? Uh, Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Good choice. Good choice. Mm, I can't even think of Or uh, uh, Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. I love, okay, that'll be a good one. Yeah, I feel like I could maybe pull that one off. You totally could. Okay, so that's mine. <laughs> I love rock and roll. Amazing. Only because maybe I wouldn't make such a fool of myself. <laughs> it would be quasi okay. What are you currently binge watching on Netflix or Amazon? Murdoch, the Murdoch uh, Netflix, the docuseries on the Murdoch murder. Interesting. Love it. Uh, and I, I've been watching some Jack Ryan, but I will say right now, it's just, it's all NBA finals now. Oh, game one was last. Okay. Night. Well, let's, yeah. let's ask you this then. Who's going to win the NBA finals? Who are you, who are you rooting for? Oh, the Nuggets. Oh, Denver Nuggets okay. are going to win. Yeah. I think now, did they win last night? I, they were, I know they were ahead, but I didn't catch the end of the game. Did they win last night? Yeah, they did. They did. They did. It was game one at home. Led by a They're Canadian. Totally take it. Led by a Canadian in the Denver Nuggets team there too. Right. Yeah, so we got it. Got a root for them. Amazing. It's first time in franchise history that they're in the finals. It's like, it's it's amazing. I'm excited for them. Well, they could go back to back with the Avalanche last year. The Avalanche won the cup last year. Hey. The Nuggets won it this year. You know, Vancouver over here still won nothing. Yeah. So we're we're just jealous of everybody else. <laughs> All right. Last question. One book you recommend our listeners read? Hmm. It's called The Key to Rebecca by Ken Follett. And I think it's a book from the 80s, but it is a it is a spy novel and one of the best even 30 to 40 years later. Great book. Cool. Good choice. Uh, you guys, I'm like thinking right now. This is terrible. My favorite book, I think I gave this the last time. It's still in the case. Jane Eyre. Charlotte Bronte. There you go. Yeah. It's my fave. I would read it all day long. I've read it a gajillion times. So that's what I would suggest. Two different genres. Very different genres. We love it. So ladies, how would our guests be able to find out more all about what you guys are doing in Calgary and Scout Real Estate? Well, we'd love them to check out our website. You can find us at www.scoutrealestate.ca or you can always find us on LinkedIn. We're always posting something and we're mm-hmm. always checking in on LinkedIn. So uh, our LinkedIn profile is Lori Suba, S-U-B-A and yeah, Lorraine Sindler on LinkedIn there. Yeah, we're easy to find. We're, we're on Instagram too and, yeah. and the podcast. Amazing. Yeah, you I've, can find us there on, on the Leafing Up Loud too. I've just found yeah. you on Instagram. I've tagged you in our in our post this morning. 
So we found you there. Brilliant. And we'll we'll find your website as well. Well, thank you so much, ladies. We really appreciate taking the time today to, to join us there and give us an update on everything in Calgary. We love it. Thanks for having thank us. Thanks, ladies. ladies. Take care. Have a great day. And there you have it, folks. Our interview with Lori Suba and Lorraine Spindler, the ladies of Scout Real Estate in Calgary. Great to have them on. Great Good conversation. On. Good insight. The one thing too uh, that one of the the key takeaways I thought there was this conversion program that the federal the, the provincial government's put forward that you know seventy five dollars a foot. I mean that's a lot of money that they're they're putting forward to sort of let these office conversions hopefully take place. Obviously, going to cost the developers probably more than the seventy five dollars a foot they're putting forward. But the big billion dollar question is, is there a market for people to go live in downtown Calgary? And I think people here in Vancouver, because of how our demographic is in the downtown core, you might draw the conclusion that everybody lives downtown. And you know, a challenge that, say, Seattle's going through, where let's just make numbers real easy, Vancouver might be 70% residential downtown to maybe 30% office hotel. And you go down to Seattle, and it's so almost the reverse of that, maybe 30% residential downtown. 70% kind of office. And with the office market, especially in a market like Seattle, which has got a lot of tech companies down there, where those offices aren't being utilized, it could be a very eerie place right now. So it'll be really interesting to see if the Calgary market can attract people into the downtown core and sort of what that timeline looks at it. Because you think the first one or two buildings that go in, how how Lori had mentioned that, you know, after the workday's done, it's, it's a ghost town. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like at... 5.30 on a Tuesday. And what does that look like in terms of price too? Because the question is always, you know, would you rather a, a condo in Vancouver or a mansion in Calgary? Yeah. Who lives in a, a tiny apartment downtown in Calgary? And what does that look like for? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, for their sake too, obviously Calgary's different. Like they they have, they can sprawl a lot more than we can in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So for their sake, I really, really hope that that program succeeds. And I hope that they get the vitalization of the downtown core there. I read an interesting stat one time that even when Vancouver finished all of the office square footage that we currently had proposed or under construction, we were still like 35% less office square feet as a marketplace, smaller than Calgary. So we were only two-thirds what the Calgary market was. So you can imagine during the, the oil and gas days, the boom, they were probably building hundreds of thousands, if not millions of square feet of office space that was probably being absorbed that you almost probably thought maybe it would never end. Mm-hmm. And then when you have enough land that you can continue to build on, if that one industry turns, which unfortunately it did, it can be a very challenging thing. So let's hope that Calgary can can revitalize that downtown core. Melissa, is there anything else exciting you need to tell us about? I know we're walking in here. You're talking all about like prices, although inventory is low, prices are still going up and over asking. Are you still seeing that on the residential side? You know what? It almost doesn't even matter where you are. You're in Vancouver, you're in Abbotsford, you're detached, your condos. Everything that I'm seeing seems to be going in in multiples. And Wow generally over ask. There's competition for do you, sure. Do you think with the upcoming BOC meeting here, if there is a, a 25 basis point increase, does that does that put fear in buyers? Or is there just kind of like, hey, we're living with the reality of these high rates. We still need to move. I need a bigger house. I'm still going to keep going. Or does I, that put fear out there? I think it may slow things down a little bit, but but the big factor is the low inventory, Yeah. right? So there, there's still going to be demand. Maybe that demand comes down a bit, but there just really is not that much for buyers to buy. And some people, you know, it's the time to buy for them. So welcome to BC real estate. Goodness. Supply yeah. and demand it's, will outlive us. It seems like that's the forever story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's going to go on. We just can't, we can't build fast enough. We have so many challenges, geographical and political. I know we go on and on and on all the time about it, 
but it'll outlive us. But for those who ever want to chat commercial real estate, you can reach out to me anytime at Corey at WilliamWright.ca. You can call our Vancouver office, 604-428-5255. Tell us what you're looking for. Gladly put you in touch with, with anyone we can throughout the province that will best service your needs. And if you ever want to visit our website, WilliamWright.ca, sign up for the latest and greatest news. And for all of those people who want to get into the multiple offer over asking price game known as BC Residential Real Estate, Melissa, how can people get a hold of you? <laughs> or if you want to sell, because it's a good time to sell. Exactly. If you want to sell, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You can call me at 778-869-4477 or email me at melissa at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We have a great show lined up next week that we're very excited about. We'll leave it at that, but we're going to try to tackle the housing crisis, what we always go on and on about. So we have a very exciting guest to talk about that. But until then, thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Subscribe today. 